I'm Gabs. And I'm Liz. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Their Tropes, tropes Battle Battled for, for Dominance. Um, I apologize if uh, this is suddenly really loud for you. I've noticed, like, in my opinion, our episodes are like really quiet compared to like, yeah. other podcasts. I-, I think so, too, honestly. So... Uh, if like, we're too loud, turn your volume down. Like, <laughs> like what? What do you want me to say? Well, I I'll try to make a balance and stuff, so it's not gonna like break your eardrums. But um, this way, you know, I don't have to turn the volume in my car from twenty to thirty to hear uh, the episodes, basically. Yeah. So hopefully this will help. Um, and if it doesn't, we'll go back to the old stuff. But I think this will be a mm-hmm. good change. Um, yeah. So yeah, how's how's your week been, Liz? Um, holy shit, you're putting me on the spot. Well, normally I, like, start talking and take uh-huh. up too much time, so I want to give you a chance. <laughs> I, I thought I was going to use your time to think about what I was going to talk about. Okay, do you um, want me to talk wait, wait, first? No, 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 I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, I think. Um, I've been working a shit ton. Like, that's uh-huh. literally it. Um, working, I'm reading for fun, which is always great. Yay. Um, and what else? Uh, the Peacemaker show continues to be, like, one of the funniest fucking shows I've seen in, like, a while. Um, mm-hmm. please watch it if you haven't. Um, there is gore, so I know Gath probably won't watch it. <laughs> um, but not. it is so fucking funny. Like, literally watching it with, like, I watch, like, all these shows with, like, Lauren and my older brother. And literally, like, us just, like, cracking up. Like, full on, like, fucking, like, you know, like, you can laugh at shows, mm-hmm. but, like, do you ever really, like, laugh at shows you know what i mean yes like you you'll be like oh this is funny haha like a little chuckle but like this is like full-on like like a little yeah like breathing out through your nose but like this is like a full-on fucking laughing watching this show it's a great time um you will just hear me talking about um this for the next like three weeks while it continues to come out okay so I, I take it, uh, Liz, you want others to watch it. <laughs> Please watch fucking Peacemaker. Like, I don't see enough people talking about it. Mm-hmm. And it really needs to be talked about because it's so good. It, it's it's I just will take your word amazing. for it. I will take your word for it. <laughs> Thank um, you. I, That's I, all. I'm glad. So thanks for asking how my week is. Um, I'm so fucking <laughs> sorry. I usually I usually go second. I'm not used to this. I know. I wanted to switch it up. Like you have some. Yeah. So my speed. brain's not working. <laughs> it's all good. Um. See. Th- so anybody who thinks that I take up too much time talking, this is why. It's not. It's not because I'm rude. It's because Liz needs a second to activate. Because <laughs> I'm fucking stupid. Uh, wait, I'm <laughs> stupid and sleepy all the time. Me too. Liz also just got off work, but like she had to like you know come home from work, right? Like I work yeah. on my couch. Like I don't have. God, I fucking wish. It's actually really nice, but today was really stressful. Um, because I got sent like twelve emails last night. Originally, I wasn't like didn't have a meeting scheduled till ten, and then I suddenly had a meeting scheduled at nine a.m. and I woke up at like eight fifteen. I saw that and I was like, what the. F- fuck so then i was in a uh, meeting i was in different meetings from 9 a.m until like 1 30 and then i had a lot of work to do so today has been fucking busy and i of course i didn't finish all my work but i'm a big believer in work life balance and boundaries so i refuse yeah. to work a minute past five o'clock um yeah. you know like i start at eight i or nine and i end at five some days i start at 8 30 or eight depending on the india team but you know so i just had to deal i dealt with some sexism from two of my coworkers today um where they're in the finance department and originally we were given the spreadsheet to do some finance stuff and my boss and i couldn't figure it out so she was like let's give it to the india team um because there's one part that we need them to fix but we know what they have to fix right we just had to tell them to fix it we didn't know how to Mm -hmm. fix it so i spent a half hour literally just saying yeah you just need to do this and they just straight up like yes and me but like did not listen to me and like half hour later we're like oh so you need to do this i was like the literally it's like yeah saying. that's what we said like from the fucking beginning if you would listen oh, nick was listening to like me talk as i was doing this call and he was like what the fuck <laughs> i would literally like oh my god like that would literally make me like my blood fucking boil the same like the same fucking thing would always happen to me it's... when like i worked at the grocery store right. being like a manager people being like yeah i need this done and then just like ignoring what i said and like not listening to me and then just going to ask one of my male co-workers it's like i feel like i'm a very assertive person so 
especially like when you physically like um mm-hmm. invo- like if you look at me while i'm speaking like i'm very i assertive. will fucking deck you <laughs> i'm not not even i'm not saying like that but i mean like no i'm joking i'm joking i know <laughs> but i mean i mean like people take me like they listen to me right and when i'm in charge so like at when i worked retail and stuff like i could say something and my word was as good as the managers and the managers also accepted it but like you know, that's just, I'm an assertive person. I am um, not. So I'm not used to people, like, second-guessing me like this and ignoring yeah. what I'm saying. Um, just because they're twice my age. And I'm like, I'm sorry that we both know the same, like, have been working with Excel the same amount of time. Like, I, I know Yeah, I'm it's honestly, like, I probably know Excel better than you because, like, I've learned I don't it know about since that, I was a kid. But <laughs> I don't know if I know Excel better than our finance team. But, but, like, I I. I'm com I'm comfortable in it, you know, and mm-hmm. it's it's so frustrating that they're uh, fighting with me on this, and it's it's a, there's just a lot going on at my job right now, and it's like a big transition period. A lot of people are joining versus and leaving, and oh my god, do we, it, there's so many stories that I can't even tell. Um, Otherwise, how has been? How's your week been? Pokemon Arceus came out today, um, and I didn't get to play it. It came out at midnight technically. I just you know I had work. I could not stay up to play it, um, so I downloaded it while I was working and just started playing like 20 minutes ago (laughs) before Mm -hmm. we recorded and it is so cool um i mean obviously i'm only like 10 15 minutes into it um so i don't really consider it spoilers but to laugh about how many times i've been told to go die in this game it's a pokemon game i'm not even kidding it's not it's not like it's not like go kill yourself but it's literally like you should go in the fields like we'll kick you out of Mm -hmm. here if you can't prove your worth and you'll die and that's like what (laughs) the hell it's crazy it's prove crazy. yourself or fucking perish it's dude. actually crazy they're like pokemon will kill you and i'm like what um, <laughs> i didn't know pokemon had modes to kill it's it's funny pokemon though. set set use your kill move and fucking murder this person it, it's just it's just like long story short you're like in an you get transported to like an ancient region that's technically Sinnoh region before it's Sinnoh. it's like the ancient region so it's um so like nobody knows what the fuck a Pokemon is. Like they just invented Pokeballs. Um, Ooh, and I, my favorite that's kind of cool though. Like you literally fell from the sky with a cell phone, and everyone's like, "What the Vibes. fuck is this kid?" And and the my favorite is like the part what I was saying about the go die is like the mm-hmm. leader of the like of Team Galactic is like, um, "You look like you're 15, old enough to work for your keep or whatever." And then like two mm-hmm. seconds later, it's like. All right. Well, if you don't succeed in the trial tomorrow, um, you'll be outcasted and you won't be allowed here and you'll probably die in the wild. And I was like, what, what the fuck, bro? I love it, though, because it's very clear that this game is marketed towards the older Pokemon audience as opposed well, to there's a cat wait, in my lap. That just, that just reminded me about how don't ask me why. Um, I got to watch Madagascar 2 and Madagascar 3 okay. during work this okay. week. And honestly, I, I don't think we need to ask why. You work in a middle school. I work in a middle school. And honestly, great fucking movies. I agree. Like, great, I don't know where, the, where, where that came up. but like, um, it, came, it came from being banished. Like, you show up oh, and you're like, you have to right. do this the next day or you'll be banished. And for <laughs> in Madagascar 2, Alex the Lion goes home and it's like... You need to do these trials to join the pride tomorrow or you will be banished. And he gets, like, banished. It's kind of sad. <laughs> I don't, you just reminded me of fucking... I remember when Madagascar 2 came out in elementary school. Because I, I remember um, that trailer that had, like... Poka, uh, circus, that is that circus. is that is um in um madagascar 3 you're making Excuse me feel you? older shut up you're making me feel older Excuse shut up you? shut up shut up madagascar you're making me feel older <laughs> but no i do remember that vividly on every single fucking commercial yep and like, i just remember being in the lunch line at school and like literally everybody would not stop singing that it was yeah it's like crack for our brains i one of my favorite things that I don't think people talk enough about mm-hmm. is like the penguins of Madagascar, um, like the the Madagascar penguin show, like the penguins of Madagascar, mm-hmm. best fucking show because the I only penguins ever watched were, a couple episodes. The penguins were the funniest fucking characters in that series. I agree. It was amazing. It was such a good show, and more people need to talk about it. This is turning into a Madagascar Stan podcast. Sorry. It's not actually. <laughs> we're, not sorry, sorry. we're not sorry. We're not sorry. It's it's just it's a good time. I love working in a middle school. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
goodness. Um, um, continue on. What, Liz, your... why don't we get into what you picked out this week? Okay. This um, is so weird. I'm so sorry. This is such like a... Never let me go first again. <laughs> this is <laughs> Sorry, so let's odd. break the podcast real quick. So Yeah, real quick. Um, So the trope I chose for this week is called Accidental Baby Acquisition. Um, okay. I was running late. I chose this literally because I was like, I need to choose choose a trope really quickly and find something. And this was like literally the second trope on Fanlore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but so this is a trope that's found in like both canon and fanworks. Um, and in the most common versions, the fanworks main pairing accidentally acquires a baby, and they have to take care of the child together. Sometimes they'll be so. Like, is in- this like accidentally acquires like through sex or just no, no, no a like, baby. like 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 a baby. Like there's just like a so. Baby. Oh no, a baby just accidentally fell in my arms, and now it's mine. Well, like sometimes there's like shenanigans where it's Ooh, like shenanigans, shenanigans. <laughs> I know, wild fucking word. We're like shit will happen and you somehow like get like stuck taking care of like a child i don't fucking know that's just called being 13 and going to your mom's best friend's house yeah like kind (laughs) of like shit like that but it's like let's say you went there and you like never came back like you live there now (laughs) you're the living babysitter you you live there now i this Um, sounds like my literal hell or like baby stuck on your doorstep and you got to take care of it now yeah i turned that over to the cops right away that sounds like my literal hell um but there's also um or a single character will wind up taking care of a group of the age teammates so like like oh no something happened um all of the Avengers except, like, Tony Stark are babies, and now he has to take care of them as babies oh my God, while he tries been... to figure out how to, like, make them old. That was such yeah. a trope in, like, 2000s cartoons. I know, and I'm going to be talking Ooh. about some of them. Well, actually, no, I'm only going to be talking about one cartoon, because oh, okay. that was all I could fucking remember, because I'm, like, a little bit stupid. That's and okay, Liz. don't remember Me things. Too. Um, But, yeah, no, that's actually something I really love, because I think it's really funny. It's a, it tends to be a funny trope when it happens. Yeah. Um, And so, but if you're using, like, a pairing for this, you know, you have, like, two characters taking care of one child, Um, it's used to bring that pairing together, you know, like, um taking care of like a kid kind of i don't know it's like a coupley thing to do you know Mm -hmm. like usually like people who are couples adopt kids you know Mm -hmm. um that's that's usually what happens so it it gives like a bond a common kind of um vested interest and um stuff like that um sorry i'm trying to think sorry i'm trying to read through the notes and like you're doing not you're doing great mm -hmm. sweaty Thank you. It's okay. I'm distracted because I have a very happy purring cat in my lap. Salem um, is very happy that the heaters are like, you know, we're finally using the heaters in the apartment because it's, you know, literally a snowstorm this weekend and we're cold. Yeah. So he's been, we honestly thought he was dead. We walked in and we saw him like just sprawled out next to the heater. Oh my gosh. So he is a happy boy. Okay. And then so for different like, um, like versions of this like trope. The, like, the acquisition of the baby, the amount of time they have to take care of the child can either be, like, short-term and long or long-term. Um, usually if it's long-term, it leads to more of just, like, a kid fic in yeah. general. You're like, ew. This I, is I just understand. my ick. Like, this is I my know. ick when it comes to media. I just, I, I just want, like, one place where I don't have to think about children. Like, I forget I, minors exist. I, I don't have that anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, you're stronger yeah. than me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, I work with children, so yeah, I'm well aware. <laughs> um, but so, um, so usually when it's like a longer term, um, it'll mean like usually like they're like basically like adopting this child. Like if it, usually that'll be like an orphan child that they kind of have like the kind of like baby on the doorstep, and then they end up like adopting said kid. Um. Mm-hmm. And while the trope says baby, this can include fix with older children. Just like the the key aspect of of these fix are, um, there is a child. They have to take care of said child regardless of age, and they are now unexpected parents, and all, brings along all the requirements with that. Accidental you know? babies. Accidental babies, but not the sex kind. 
Um, so as we said, this, yeah, not the sex guy. <laughs> I just like, really they, like you glossing over that. <laughs> yeah, it, it is not like, oh my god, I accidentally got pregnant and now we have a kid. Like, no, it is like th- nothing. Nothing these to children, do with sex. These children are not biologically yours. Okay. Um, so canon examples of this, I can bre- I only could think of two. Um, there were some listed in the fan lore document, but I fucking didn't know what any of them were. So like, mm. I was like, I don't want to have to like explain them. So um, one is from a show near and dear to me and Gabs' heart, Futurama. We've mm-hmm. talked about our love for that show on the podcast before. And it's the episode Teenage Mutant Leela's Hurdles. And essentially, um, in the beginning of the episode, the professor's being senile as always. Because mm-hmm. Yeah. And they go, they forcibly, the Planet, Planet Express crew forcibly takes him to a um, youth spa. And, you know, they kind of try to do, like, um... Different, like, like massages, creams to, like, make him, like, feel younger. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's so old and senile that none of them work. Okay. And so they bring him to the Fountain of Youth or the Ooh. Spring of Youth or something like that. And they put him in. And it's, like, it's, like, okay, this is going great. And then, like, he, it's, like, a whirlpool. And you have to be, like, pulled out at a certain time. We will just keep de-aging back until, like, God, you were, like, unborn. God, I um, need it. <laughs> but so he gets, like, he's so fucking old that he has to be in there for so long. Shit goes wrong. And everyone gets pulled in. He, um, I think the only one, I don't remember who's the only one who doesn't get pulled in. I was actually looking at the episode quickly before it. But, um, no, they all get turned back into, they all fall in and they get turned back to teenagers. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we need to figure this out. And, like, blah, blah, blah. And they they think of ways that they could figure it out. And they and so they're all living as teenagers. Mm-hmm. And the professor is more of, like, a young adult because he's so much older than all of them. Mm-hmm. And they go, okay, we have to go back to the hot springs and do this. But Leela goes, no, I can live, like, my lost, like, child, like, teen. Sorry, she's a teenager. So, like, okay. teenagehood with my parents who she she was orphaned. She didn't know who her parents were. Her parents are actually oh, mutants living under New York City. And she's like, I can go, like, live my childhood with my parents. I want to do that. I'm going to stay a teenager. You guys can go back. They go back. Shit goes wrong. And they're all even younger. So, like, they're, like, toddlers. And then Leela's, like, babysitting them. And, like, mm-hmm. everything obviously gets fixed in the end. But mm-hmm. it's a really good episode. It's really fun. It's 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 a funny trope, as we said, with the de-aging of certain characters. It's just... It's silly. I enjoy it. It's a little it. silly. It's a little silly. Just a little bit. Um, I mean, probably one of the most famous examples of this within recent media is The Mandalorian, where Mandalorian, Mandalorian, Mandalorian. has to, I can't fucking speak! I really like ah! Mandalorian. Ah! <laughs> I'm so sorry for headphones. I will that be one. editing that part down. I can already see it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um... But so where the Mandalorian um comes upon and now has to like take care of Baby Yoda slash Grogu. I don't fucking care what you call him. Neither does he has a name besides Baby Yoda. Yes, it's I didn't Grogu. Know that. But um, John Favreau also doesn't give a shit what you call him. So don't fucking get on people for calling him Baby Yoda. Um, thank you. Um, I can't think of any more of these, but there are definitely a lot. It was really popular in cartoons when we were mm. younger. 100%. A hundo percent. A hundo percent. Um, but as we were talking about The Mandalorian, I decided to choose a fic from Ooh. that. So it's called Inglorious Journey by, I don't know how to say this name at all, so I'm just going to spell it out for you. Achillea? I don't fucking know. I would know. assume so. Like, it's off the Greek god Achilles. Yeah, I don't know. But it's spelled L-E-I-N-E underscore A-C-H-I-L-L-E-A on A-O-3. Um, oh my god, I forgot to choose. This is most like, this. there's no pairings in this fic. It's literally like characters from the Mandalorian, you know, that kind of stuff. Okay. And so I'm assuming know, it's but- <laughs> probably like general audiences, maybe like teen up for like action i don't fucking know Um, i just really like the you know and i'm like no i I actually really don't i'm so sorry um but i chose an excerpt from chapter two called and it's called the power i wanted to kind of focus more on areas where like he actually like has like the child um 
Baby Yoda is also called the child in the show before getting the name Grogu. It's mm-hmm. canonically called the child before Grogu. Baby. Uh, the child. The baby. The baby. The baby. <gasps> um, so it's actually kind of interesting that um, I copied a lot for Gabs who was looking at this. We're not going to read it all. I just okay. fucking copied and went yeah, with I it. Can, uh, the 15 pages. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but th- this this author like included like a four paragraph excerpt before the chapter. And I kind of want to read it because I okay. think it's cool. Um, so different this this like thing it says chapter two and it has a different title than the actual chapter in AO3. Oh. So so on AO3, you know how you like can click yeah. through chapters. It says the power, but here it's chapter two, the child. So I don't fucking interesting. Know. Um, the Mandalorian sets out for a ship, having collected the bounty. But before he can get far, he's attacked by other hunters who are apparently also seeking the bounty in his possession. Competing for bounties can't be entirely new to him but protecting one is he finds his ship being raided by jawas whom he attempted to fight off but upon his infiltration of their sand crawler they manage to stun him unconscious and they get away with stripping his ship the razor crest of all its major components the ugnaught does not hesitate to offer his help and takes the testy mandalorian to bargain with the jawas for his parts the mandalorian is offered to and refuses to comply with their demands they stripped his entire ship and left him stranded with his with the most valuable bounty he's ever hunted down. His irritability makes it difficult to bargain, but the Ugnaught does his best. He will not trade his armor or his bounty. They agree to return the parts of his ship if he can bring them the egg of Mudhorn. The Jawa bring him in the vicinity of the hole, and the Mandalorian bravely faces the Mudhorn, with the child following close behind in his hover pram. The, the creature proves to be much more difficult than the Mandalorian can cope with, he can't adapt to the muddy surface. The massive beast manages to throw him, damaged his armor, and is impervious to most of his weapons. The Mandalorian believes he's met his match when the Mudhorn suddenly begins to float. The child apparently managed to lift the great beast somehow through the moment, though the moment doesn't last long and it soon collapses for, from its effort. This allows the Mandalorian to kill the Mudhorn and take the egg, he, which he brings to the Jawas. The Ugnaught helps the Mandalorian prepare his ship once his parts are returned. Though he is offered to come along, the Ugnaught emphasizes that he is content where he is where he is, and has no interest in working for anyone or rewards. The Mandalorian understands and leaves to take the bounty back to Navarro. The child wakes from his exhausted slumber. Here begins subchapter two, The Power. Is this like... Hmm. I'm trying so... to think. Is this like almost like kind of like just like subplots like they're adding on to the show like within like subplot ways like because this is like i do want to be completely honest all of that went in one ear and out the other for me i have i am not following at all um basically um mandalorian (laughs) has got bounty it is baby yoda um needs to protect baby yoda goes back to ship ship is like stripped completely cannot fly ship must it was stolen by jawas go to the jawas what is a jawa i mean like you i can't like describe star wars things to you <laughs> you're gonna like i'm gonna explain it for 10 minutes and you'll be like yeah i don't know there are people that steal things <laughs> okay, okay okay um and then so he's like give me back my shit and they're like oh but like you need to um bargain for it give us your helmet or the child and it's like no like what I'm gonna be fuck? honest. I got held up because this whole time, I, for some reason, I thought the Mandalorian was a girl. No, <laughs> but that's because the only Mandalorian cosplay I've ever seen is Jessica Negri. No, it's Mr. Pedro Pascal. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> How was I supposed to know that? I've never seen it. I've it never. Take, I haven't watched yeah. a single episode. But like, that's like. You Look, remember when I'm he got like so far no, 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 no. But do you remember when he got like super, super, like fucking popular, and he was like everyone's like hoarding man of the know. month? I didn't know that's why everyone liked him. Yes, Gab. I thought he was in something else. Bestie. he has like a really familiar face. I mean, like he's in other stuff. He's a very famous actor. Yeah, but when everyone started thirsting over I him, I realized it was from it was the Mandalorian. I had no oh. idea. I did not. I had no yes. correlation. <laughs> I genuinely <laughs> never knew. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> Nick. Did you know that Pedro Pascal is the Mandalorian? Uh, what? <laughs> he just 
comes the what? Wait, re- repeat it, repeat it, repeat it to him. He might have not heard you, because Nick knows Star Wars slightly. Did you know that Pedro Pascal is the Mandalorian? Like, the chameleon from fucking Tangled? <laughs> Did you hear <laughs> Chameleon from Tangle? <laughs> Do not speak badly on Pedro Your first mistake, both of our first mistake, was re- like not remembering that Nick doesn't know celebrities. I literally fucking <laughs> So, um, I, yeah, I, sorry to anybody sorry. that I just upset, but I that literally is, did not know. That was so rough for for me like 100 percent. i genuinely thought this whole time that it was a girl and like it was one of those like big like haha you think you all think i'm a man but i am actually a lady like type moments there are very cool and strong lady mandalorians but they're not the mandalorian within the show so um my parents like made me kind of explain this to them when they started the mandalorian but like mandalorians are kind of like it's like a religion kind it's more like race slash religion kind of thing i don't know really how to explain it but like there are multiple mandalorians like like boba fett is a mandalorian okay you know but like the mandalorian is like one story of one mandalorian like i on i'll be honest as well um i still don't know exactly what boba fett is they're bounty hunters okay so when you hear bounty it's because they're bounty hunters Okay. Um, once again, as I always say when I talk about shit, disclaimer, I'm stupid, so if I'm explaining No, stuff you're on, not. You're, it's actually really helpful. <laughs> you you honestly explained it better than uh, any dude bro has ever explained it to me. Oh, so. thank you. Dude bro being my dad. He's really bad <laughs> at explaining this to me. Um, but yeah, um, within this fic, there, like, no one really talks because within okay. the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian doesn't talk much. Yeah, he's just silent and in a helmet. Sorry, a cat's, like, jumping onto my lap right now, so sorry if he's, like, hitting the microphone. He, like, he talks, like, really, like, sometimes, but, like, it's okay. very, it's not, it's, it's, like, there's not a lot of talking so in the show. So is there any dialogue? Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay. Like, he does speak. No, like, like in this. In this, I don't think so. Oh, yeah, wow. I'm, like, um, looking I- through. I see, like, one thing, and it's just, like, i i didn't read this actually i I, skimmed it i skimmed it and i was like this looks good okay okay well i'll let you i'll let you take the lead and you'll tell me where to interject with my ah ah well if it's the mandalorian i'm gonna say the yeah (laughs) whatever um so i'm gonna start reading okay you do what happened back there the Mandalorian had not come across many people who did good for the sake of doing good, such as the Ugnat. He was he was not stupid. He could see through those who lied, who attempted to perform kindness in order to earn his trust long enough to betray him. He had, he had to see through them if he were to survive in his profession for so long. That meant interacting with doubt, carrying constant suppression suspicion, not suppression, suspicion around with him. He knew the value of a true, honest individual. However rare they seemed to be, he'd come upon a rare ally. Should things go by the wayside again, the Mandalorian remembered that he could rely on that Ugnat. Though working on a ship had been a significant distraction, as it was a lot to focus on, the Mandalorian was left for his left for his thoughts to finally catch up to him once the Razorcraft jumped to light speed. He let out a deep breath before he finally dared to check behind him again. Big Eyes blinked back at him. The child must have finally recovered from, well, whatever that was. The Mandalorian simply could not explain it. He remembered veering the pram out of harm's way. He remembered his entire body taking that horn for a second, or was it a third time? He wasn't sure, and it didn't matter. He was feeling it now. He remembered clutching his knife into the mud, hardly able to support himself there on his knees, and coming to the realization that he really wouldn't hold up much longer. There was no way he could take another hit like that. It wasn't the most heroic way to go, but the Mandalorian was ready to accept defeat locked in battle with such an apparently worthy being. The creature charged and the Mandalorian didn't dare to close his eyes as certain death came upon him. And then the Mudhorn had been lifted into the air like magic. Wow. It had to be the child. There the was child. no... I mean, what magic could this be? The force, of course. Um, but of course, of course, um, it had to be the. Ch- I really <laughs> oh liked how God. you said that. Of course, I, of course. 
Um, it had to be the child. There was no other way. The Mandalorian was definitely not capable of lifting one of those things, and he was certain there was no one else around. And he was mostly positive that Mudhorns were not just prone to spontaneous moments of gravitational resistance. God, I wish I was. <laughs> the kid had had its arms arm up and the, its entire little body trembling with the effort, and the dots were there for him to connect, however strange they were. To think one of his bounties would ever save his life. To think one of his own bounties would ever save his life. The kid hadn't, the kid hadn't been the one in, immediately in danger. It was the Mandalorian that was about to die. The act had to be intentional somehow, right? No, wait. He could figure this out. For what looks like a child, he'd been told it was 50 years old. 50? Baby yeah. Yoda is that old? Yeah, so it's like the like race, like that race like lives like thousands of years. So like... 50 is, like, young, kind of, in its life. And when people talk about child coding and, like, quote-unquote minor coding, this is what they mean. Like, like this is what it means within media, where it's, like... He's minor coded. He's minor coded. But, like, child coding within, like, actual media means, like, I have a character that doesn't abide by, like, actual, like, human years, Mm -hmm. but I want you to know that it is young within its lifespan and considered, like, a baby, and so I'm going to give it certain characteristics, such as, like, being small, unable to speak, um, being green, (laughs) or, like, there's, like, points within the Mandalorian where, like, he, like, kind of, like, babbles almost, like a, like a baby, and so it's, like, these are, like, coded things that we see and we go, yes, that is a baby. And because that is how babies act. And that's what Liz, child are you sure coding... you're not like a film bro major? Um, I like watch video essays. I, I, yeah, I know. I know. So, <laughs> um, when I went on, when I went on, like, uh, when I was in California, we went on like a Warner Brothers tour and everything that the guy was saying, like any questions he'd ask, I would always like immediately raise my hand and I know the answer. Or like we would talk about shit about movies. And my mom's like, how the fuck did you learn this shit? Did you take like a film class like at school that I didn't know about? And I was like, no, like I just like watch video. I just think it's interesting. I just, I just think, think it's, it's neat, like, mom. Interesting. The problem was I had, like, a really huge obsession with, um, at one point, watching the YouTube channel's lessons from the screenplay, and mm-hmm. they would talk about, like, a lot of, like, industry shit, like, throughout it, because you're talking about a fucking screenplay and how it's, like, filmed and everything. Okay. So, um, that was, like, one hyper-obsession, and I really love, like, film analysis and movie analysis and shit like that. Um, yeah, I like movies a lot. I know. So uh, I my my obsession with movies doesn't end at just watching movies because I actually can't watch movies. It's yeah, really shocking. I feel that. But I can watch videos about movies. It's because it's the it's the ADHD larve. It's it's like three hour no, it's like two and a half hour movie. No way, hour long video essay on how they filmed this one scene. Oh fuck yeah! Like. <laughs> Like, I can do that. But, um, like, I genuinely hope you realize, like, you do, like, every time you talk about this, I'm like, you are just describing neurodivergency. I don't. (laughs) Fuck. My brain works so weird. Your brain is just neurodivergent. It's not that it's weird, Liz. You're literally just neurodivergent. I I can't believe you went this long without a diagnosis. I don't know. (laughs) Um, I'm going to continue. Yeah. Um, that had to mean something. Perhaps the child wasn't actually a child at all, but in fact a very intelligent being who only happened to look like an infant. If that were the case, then perhaps it was self-aware and realized the precariousness of his situation. Being a small and mostly helpless creature forced to follow around an armored warrior without a face as far as it was concerned. Maybe it realized that its best chance of survival would be if the Mandalorian lived. So it made a very calculated decision to save the Mandalorian's life so that it could go on being protected, at least until the next chance to free itself came along, which is like true. It's like probably the best chance at survival. So not- just to clarify, because I just realized something like the child, Baby Yoda, is the same species as real Yoda, right? Yes, that is why he's called, like, Baby Yoda. Okay, I just wanted to be sure, because I was like, wait, do they just look alike and are totally different? No, or... no, no, like, they're the same species, Okay, yeah. that makes me feel... I and, was like, worried for a second that from... I was really stupid. What? No, you're not. Don't worry. Um, And also, Star Wars is, like, so fucking confusing. It is. So, it's like, so confusing. don't feel bad. I don't believe 
anybody who says they understand everything in Star Wars. You, I, there's no way to understand everything in Star Wars. Yeah, no. Because like, then I, I can go and I can that. say, um, actually, do you remember this like one thing from this random ass book in Legends? Do you know what that is? I didn't fucking think you did. Like, there's so much shit. And not, like, not like, all of it's gatekeep, canon. Not, in, not, not all of it's canon. Right. And that's what makes it really fucking hard. Like, especially when I was writing a paper on Star Wars, like, I literally was just like, this is only based upon canon because, like, I cannot bring myself mm-hmm. to worry about legends as well. Like, it is so much fucking material. It's, it's like, mind-boggling, truly. Mm. Um, Just a time check. Time check? Yeah. Do a little more and then... Uh, Maybe just the end of this page? Yeah. Because I'm going to have to cut some stuff out. Yeah. Um, That sounded mostly reasonable. It was just like dealing with any other bounty or bounty hunter, for that matter. All parties involved were only ever interested in their own survival and freedom. He could understand that. As soon as it became inconvenient or dangerous to follow him, though he wasn't sure about how he might fare with those powers being directed at him instead... He would have to be careful to keep the creature at ease long enough to collect his reward. The Mandalorian wondered if it understood basic at all. Just as he opened his mouth to to ask, the child started to spit until his his drool formed a bubble around its mouth. This seemed to please it. (laughs) It's a fucking baby! That's what a baby would do. That's just the way it was written. It began to drool. (laughs) What the? That's so gross. That's babies it. are gross. Yes, I'm aware. That's, yeah. Um, that seemed to please it. The child squeaked out in amusement and patted the edge of the pram. The Mandalorian decided right away to forget his entire his previous thought process. That was definitely only an infant. Just as he dismissed it all and started sorting out a plan for what to do until they arrived at Navarro, the Mandalorian tried to stand and properly promptly clenched his jaw to stop himself from groaning and swearing out loud. Thank Farrick. Having roughed it for the past few days, not mention it, uh, not to mention getting his fair share of beatings, he hadn't had time to think or let himself stand, stand down long enough to hurt. Well, on the safety of his ship, his muscles were free to stiffen up. The child tilted its head as it regarded the Mandalorian's struggle to maneuver around his seat and negotiate with the first few rungs of the ladder those big blinky eyes the man the mandalorian paused thought better of his venture and shifted to press the switch on his van to activate the pram's homing mechanism not going to risk leaving a potential hazard alone up in the cockpit even if it did apparently value his life enough to save it and i think that's where we're gonna stop because like whenever we talk about star wars i just like go woo and I talk about it for way yes. too fucking long. Yeah. Also, um, we cut out the part, like, at, when you're listening to this, we'll have edited out the part where we asked Nick to stop playing Shao on Genshin Impact because he was slamming the keyboard because of it. <laughs> so um, I apologize if you hear any of that in the background. Um, <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. Um, oh, also, oh. I forgot to mention that yeah. the Mandalorian is, a, like, ac- accidental baby act acquisition baby yoda is like really it's like it's some tag of accidental baby acquisition <laughs> because like it's like since it's like canon it's like it's, it's obviously like specific is, yeah it's like specific enough yes i see what you're saying don't worry liz i understand you thank you all right um i don't i know i'm not gonna keep reading these um but i take it you are i enjoy this as a trope within media I don't think I'd necessarily go read a fanfic about it, okay. to be totally honest. I just thought it sounded interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a fun time. Yeah. Um, I actually really like like the Mandalorian fic, so maybe I'll keep reading it. Maybe not. Knowing me, probably not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't have... I barely have fucking time. I don't have time to read fanfiction anymore. It sucks. I know. But, I feel. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I got assigned Last Kiss. Ooh. So I hope you're ready for angst. Because Very angsty. This is just angst. Um, this is not a happy tag. I, I don't partake in this tag. It is sad. Um, and there's actually not that much many fics like, written for it. There's like less than a thousand, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I feel all like angst. <laughs> 
I feel like a lot of people definitely write it, but they don't necessarily, like, focus on that. It's like, oh, this is the last kiss they will ever have. Mm -hmm. And so they don't really tag it. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like it's in a lot more angsty fix, but it's just not tagged as such. I agree. Like, usually you'll see it in, like, a romantic character death type thing where Mm -hmm. they share, like, one last kiss. Um, That's where you'll see it the most. Um, But... Uh, it often entails an unhappy ending, like we were saying, and usually it's the last time the romantic pairing kisses for whatever reason, usually sad. Um, it's often seen in canon media, like when a character is killed off, they have one last kiss, and mm-hmm. um, those trigger fix-it fix, which are nice. Um, so, yeah, that's about it as far as backstory on it goes. I was looking for fix, and a lot of them were, like, K-pop or Genshin, um, and I was mm-hmm. just trying to find something that I could, like, actually use the, for a fandom I liked, and I was found something. I was like, oh, this looks like a funny satire fic, right? It's a yeah. biblical, like, Christian biblical Judas x Jesus fic, and I was like, this looks uh-huh. like it'll be funny. I could maybe use this as, like, a quick little thing. You guys know how I like to sometimes use humor in my sad stuff, so I was like, I'll use this, um, and I didn't read the tags. I clicked it, and it's like a thousand words i scrolled like a little bit and i was like okay and exited out and here are the tags i copied all of them so you could hear them friends to lovers friends to lovers to enemies lovers to enemies friends to enemies getting all my bases covered religion biblical scripture references abrahamic religions yeah. religion kink betrayal mm-hmm. partner betrayal christianity mm-hmm. christian character mm-hmm. author is not christian mm-hmm. implied sexual mm-hmm. content angst heavy mm-hmm. angst guilt mm-hmm. regret mm-hmm. grief slash mourning mm-hmm. loss of faith mm-hmm. love slash hate mm-hmm. garden last mm-hmm. kiss Ooh woo a cab okay <laughs> and it is not a satirical fic really it, it is it is a judas x jesus romantic fic i i have so many questions so did i and i clicked out <laughs> like i just really like the last two tags Ooh, yeah i was A-cab. gonna say like like that that really clearly signals to me satire that's what fic. i thought that's why i clicked but, it but i was like what the fuck i did not want to read about jesus getting crucified <laughs> um yeah i have to hear about it every easter <laughs> i gotta read about but it every i want to hear the gory <laughs> details of jesus being crucified that's what it was it was, it was oh a lot. god and, and it's like judas and jesus having like one last kiss while he's on the fucking cross what the fuck <laughs> it was a lot that's fucking wild. It was. So um, instead, I got a real fic for you guys. Thank you. Um, it is a Genshin fic. Um, there are there's so before I say anything, um, if you're not caught up from the story update that had Dane's life, Dane's leaf, how the fuck you say that guy's name, the blonde Dimitri Fire Emblem looking guy, um, that I think came out like last summer, so like six months ago now. Um, that is where if you're if you haven't read that you're going to be very confused and probably spoiled a bit um, if you have not gone to that part. But at this point, most people who play the game have gotten to that. So um, in his art, we found that we find out about Kynria. I don't even know how to say it. So I'm guessing Kynria uh, or Canaria. I don't fucking know, but I'm going with Kynria because I don't remember how to pronounce it. Um, and we know that Kaya is like the only person alive from Kynria that was the civilization 500 years ago. So there's a lot of fan theory that like, oh, maybe Kaya is also an archon slash god or like what used to be one or is a time traveler of some kind, like, right? Like, otherwise, there's no way for him to be this old and like from there. Um, and the only other people who remember Kynria are the archons slash gods who are all like keeping it hush hush and refuse to talk about it. So this was somebody's like fanon theories about Kaya in Kynria and stuff and like from that time. And it's mm-hmm. I actually thought it was really interesting. Um, and I've never seen Kaya and Zhongli shipped before, but I, this is the ship. Um, and my personal thoughts is that they would hate each other because Zhongli was involved in the fall of Kynria, but no, uh, it is what it is. Um, but it's, it's Kynria, like that whole story arc was really dark and we all kind of just glossed over it. So I know we're going to be going back to it eventually in Genshin, but it's, it's really dark and it's a little, it's a little freaky. Um, like mm-hmm. how casual everyone just glossed over literally the decimation of a whole civilization, like a whole yeah. nation. Um, it's a lot. Oh, and the fact that um, literally they say, oh, yeah, actually, like, they didn't kill those people. They just, like, turned them crazy or whatever. So all, like, the mob monsters you kill are literally former citizens of Kyria. 
that oh has just my been God. monstrified. That's just that's giving me shadow and bone vibes. Yeah, and then we and then we just like the thing is like that we find that out and then we just keep killing them. <laughs> it's like that's shadow and bone vibes it's... because in shadow and bone it's like there's like the fucking like thing that they cross the fold mm-hmm. and it's like um or whatever it's called I don't fucking remember because mm-hmm. I just finished reading the second book and it's like a part of the second book but like not really mm-hmm. and there's these like terrifying creatures within it and like those terrifying creatures are like essentially like like they were humans before and they got like monstrified when it like opened and it's like it's yeah. like sad because it's, it's like Could it's you imagine? Very, if the way i think of um the genshin stuff now is like in hunger games when those uh old dead tributes got turned into like the wild animal hybrid thingies mm-hmm. and they could tell that it was made from the dead tributes do you remember what i'm talking about in the books it wasn't Ooh. in the movies i don't fucking remember so, that i need to read them in the books they had um in the capital they were attacked by these like hybrid animals that they couldn't tell they were just like like freaking like um home inoculi like just mashed together and um katniss that was like you mean homunculi? i can yeah i don't know how to speak homunculi uh, thank you homunculi okay yeah that's i don't know how to speak um that's okay and katniss like sees the eyes and she's like that's rue holy shit like that Ugh, kind don't of bring up rue <laughs> Liz, it's been like 15 years you gotta move on <laughs> no i will never move on <laughs> um so that being said um most of this is just talking. I'll have you read for Zhongli um, and um, some, like, servant that is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll read for Kaya. This cool. is called Fleeting Final Moments by Sleepy Fall Boy, all one word. And it was not rated. If I were to rate it, I would probably just say, like, general or teening up for reference to um, literal mass annihilation. But... <laughs> And nothing's explicit just reference you yeah know, this a is reference. a one shot i just copy pasted the entire thing um we'll see if we get through all of it kaya sighed quietly as he watched his kingdom from the balcony there was a festival going on he could hear the laughter and music from where he was a sad smile rested on his face letting his people enjoy these moments after all there weren't many left he released a shaky sigh looking down his knuckles had turned white against the balcony which was frosting over ever so slightly He turned to walk away, slowly retreating inside. Normally, he would join in on the festivities, always enjoying getting to be with his people. But this time, there's too much on his mind. Celestia. As he walked through the halls of his home, he felt sick. Kyneria, his kingdom, his people, they've kept out of every issue. A kingdom where divinity and mortality walk together. There are divine beings that work as blacksmiths and mortals leading the government alongside him. There is no said deity, despite an archon residing here. Kaya is the prince before he is a god. Celestia doesn't like this, at least not according to the oracles. They don't like that none of the divine beings reign supreme, or perhaps they don't like that Kaya is encouraging it among the other nations of Tebat. For whatever reason, in the coming days, his home will be destroyed. They'll lose everything. Leaning against the wall, Kaya slid down. There's nothing he could do. There's no way he can save his people, and knowing this is the hardest thing. He closed his eyes, letting his head rest against the wall. Everything he's about to lose. Everyone. Albedo, Danesleaf, Morax. It all hurts so much. A part of him hopes to save Albedo and Dane, even if they may grow to resent him for it. Perhaps he could send them to Liwe. Morax would protect them. He knows this. He knows that if he requested it, Morax would protect those children. The noises from the festival continued on. They carried throughout the hall, the music, the bands, the laughter, the screaming and delight. Kaya nearly choked on a sob, remembering the vision. The destruction of his kingdom, with his people screaming in agony, echoed in his head. He kept his hands close to his chest. He feels like he's suffocating. It's hard to breathe. His chest hurts. Your Highness? Someone asked. He looked up, seeing it was just a herald. Perhaps you should leave for a few hours, get some time to rest? before the devastation of our home was left unspoken. He nodded slowly, letting him help him up. That's you still. Oh, sorry. Go see Morax. Kaya stood there a moment, just watching the Herald. Go, you need to see him. It took the cryo prince a moment before he vanished, going to see if he could find the Geolord somewhere. Liwe has been a second home to him for a few thousand years. After all, his oldest friend is from here. His oldest friend and the person who will always hold his heart. 
He wandered around the Adepti domain, knowing his friend would probably find him before he could ever dream of finding Morax, especially unannounced. By the time Kaya found a good place to take a seat, a hand gently rested on his shoulder. The geo-energy resonating with his own cryo was soothing and familiar. It was safe. It was comfortable. By the gods, was he going to miss this? I wasn't aware you had stopped by, Silver. The soothing timber... I think they meant timber, of the other voice, other's voice resonated in his ears. He closed his eyes, moving to lean against the other. Especially with the festivities ongoing, you normally enjoy them. I wish to see you, and I'm tired, so a break was recommended to me. I see. Well, shall we go somewhere more private? Kaya nodded, moving to stand, still holding the other's hand within his own. He let Morax lead him. He stayed a pace behind the other, trying not to fall apart. This could be the last time I see him, he thought. This could be it, my love. How that thought tore him apart. It also made him anguished for his friend. Morax had already lost so many people, and little does he know, Celestia has deemed him to lose another. We always say in another life, I guess we shall see if the stars say I am worthy of one. He closed his eyes, moving to be on pace with the Geolord. He felt when the adept entered the adeptial, adeptial domain of the other. The pure moment of geo-energy and weightlessness as they vanished from one domain to the other was simultaneously heavy and freeing. I always love coming here, he said as he opened his eyes. It always looks so beautiful. There are trees all around with a little stream. Under one of the biggest trees, there's a stone table with a tea set. The trees look like they are pure fire under the constant sunset. The orange hues of the sun igniting the red, yellow, and orange leaves. The Salido winds making the leaves dance. It all works to create the fire illusion. It's magical. It always manages to smell like the Geo Lord too. There's a smell of lilies and osmanthus in the air, as well as golden amber and I've never seen this word. Guayac? Guac? Guayac? I think Guayac. G-U-A-I-A-C. I no fucking I'm assuming that word it's is. a mineral of some kind. Yeah. But that's I interesting. No it's so soothing to the Cryo Lord. That's you. Let's sit. It's Kaya? Kaya. Right? Kaya. His, yeah. voice was Kaya? <laughs> His voice was quiet, perhaps able to tell of the lingering sadness in Kaya. It wouldn't shock the blue-haired prince. Morax knows him better than anyone. Better than his husband had. Better than the two boys he's taken in as children. Even better than his closest advisors. They walked to the table together, taking a seat while Morax poured the tea. They were silent for several moments before the brunette spoke. Bro, is this... Mm-hmm. I'm so stupid. It's okay, you don't know the game. Um, my brain is, like, not working, but it's okay. Um, is there something on your mind? I just don't know when I'll get to see you again, he said sadly. Things in Kynria aren't looking too well. The future is uncertain, so my energy and time will be purely focused on my people. Morax nodded, a sad look in his own eyes. He hummed. Well, I will have to find time to visit you, then, if you're unable to visit me. I'm sure... Liwe. Liwe could manage a day or two on its own for me for me to visit. A half-hearted smile graced Kaya's lips. Perhaps we will have to plan for that, then. There, we found a solution. Cheer up, my dear. Kaya smiled a bit more at the term of endearment, raising his teacup to his lips. When he lowered it, he met the core lapis eyes that were staring into his own. And just... And just oh, I don't, sorry. I actually don't know which one. This is so... Um, I'm gonna. Th- I'm assuming that it's Kaya. And just why do you think you are staring? <clears throat> You're just the same as when we met, only gentler. The other mused quietly. I am gentler. At least you are no longer running wild and defying everyone out of spite. He responded with a playful smile. His smile switched to a slight smirk at the other's embarrassment. I was young and stupid. We've all been there. Potentially not to my levels. Oh, just kidding. I think we mix it up <laughs> the other way around. Wait, no, 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 no. Keep going. I, I think we're right. Keep going. Oh, oh, you are right. Oh, fuck yeah. What do you think my frequent running away to Liyue was? It led us to meetings, so it can't have been much of a regret. No, it truly isn't, Kaya said. Wait, yeah. I did it! <laughs> fuck yeah! Authors, I'm begging you to include more context clues. Please. <laughs> Meeting you is the last thing I will ever regret. My only regret with meeting you is I wish I had met you sooner. He held eye contact with the other, both of them just watching. Kaya didn't know what Morax was searching for. But in the last several thousands of years, the last 1500 as Archon, the other had become more and more observant. 
He had become quieter, more reserved, yet still managed to talk an unstoppable amount. Never about himself anymore. That was a thing. Morax had become an expert at keeping topics off himself. It's a game. Kaya wishes he could play with the same expertise. In another life, finally came the response. Ah, yes, those words. The words we have repeated a million times as if it would stop the hurt. The hurt of us loving each other, yet neither wanting to lose another lover. Morax has lost twice already, and I, my husband, and him. In another life, Kaya repeated quietly. I'm not entirely sure who the husband is. I think that might be like an OC. Barely able to stop we his love voice it, from breaking as he looked away. In another lifetime, we'll meet each other first. Knowing someone is your soulmate, and yet neither of them being brave enough to get you together, is painful. Kaya knows Morax better than anyone. He has seen most of the breakdowns and has held at him through most of them. He has heard the other insecurities and doubts, always trying to soothe them away. He has watched the other fall in love and lose those he loved. Guizhong, Osail, Ejdaha, all lost their lives or their minds far too soon, and causing so much pain when they left. Another name will be added onto that list soon enough, his own nonetheless. Kaya felt sick. He sat his teacup down. Excuse me. He got up and walked away, a hand covering his mouth. He felt a concerned gaze following him that only made the feeling grow. He walked to a pavilion out of sight of the other, sitting under it and leaning against a pillar. He finally released a sob of anguish, holding his chest. He can't understand. Why is Celestia going to destroy his home? Why did the prophets foresee this? He followed their stupid rules, he played their games, and this is happening regardless. His people, his kingdom, all they've built, everything they have overcome, and they are about to become the villains of history. He's about to leave Morax alone, just as everyone else has done. Beyond that, he doesn't want to die. He's so scared. He's come out of one war alive, but in a fight against Celestia, he didn't want to lose everyone and everything he loves. He's worked so hard to get to where he is. His husband and him had done the impossible and created life through alchemy, only for the notes to be stolen. His people, who have seen and survived so much, they did what was deemed impossible. They created a society where divine and mortal had the same opportunities. They built technology more advanced than anything seen in Tevat. They created a haven for anyone who needed an escape. They are a kingdom of science, magic, and life and love. A kingdom that shines like the stars in the sky. Approaching 6,000 years of survival, they've lasted and conquered. His parents entrusted the kingdom to him on their deathbeds, and yet he can't protect it. He isn't strong enough. He's an alchemist, a scientist. Politics of the divine were never his thing. Navigating among Celestia wasn't his calling. Being a soldier was never his thing, and yet this is the role he's ended up in. He was left alone for a while before Morax came to sit beside him. He felt a solid arm go around him, being pulled to rest against the dragon. What's hurting you so badly tonight? The other sounded hurt, desperate. Kaya hated it. He hated whatever the other was hurt to the point he couldn't hide it. Let me aid you, please, Kaya. The blue-haired Archon hid in Morax's chest, shaking his head no. I can't tell you. They both went quiet after that, just staying close. Eventually, Kaya moved to watch the Adepti world around them. It had changed to night. Perhaps Morax had wanted to hide them both under the cover of night. It was silent, aside from the stream that steadily trickled on. Neither moved, neither said a word, just holding on to the other tight. Kaya was positive that his colder temperature was bothering the Adeptus, but he said nothing. They could have been there for hours or mere minutes. Kaya was unsure. Each felt an uncertainty and too short at the same time. Each felt too heavy in his chest, as he knew this could be the last, would be the last. Um, I don't this, know this is you. I just did like some. Okay, like, I, I was I was gonna do that. Cool, thank you. Yeah, we've been here some time. When do you need to leave? Oh wait, never mind. It is it is me. Sorry, just I'm kidding. looking. Yeah, um, we've been here some time. When do you need to leave? Before daybreak in the mortal world, he answered quietly. Then stay a bit longer. We have time. How much? An hour or two. Kaya nodded, resting his head on the other's shoulder once more. Do you remember the day of our confessions? Kaya questioned quietly. Morax hummed. We were both incredibly awkward. I was embarrassed. I knew your feelings for Osile. I hadn't known you two had actually gone together, or else I would have bitten my tongue. I'm glad you didn't. It was nice to know the sentiment was returned. We just couldn't have worked in this lifetime. There's still so much I need to work on with myself before I feel I could be a good lover to you. Be the lover you deserved. Theo was a good husband for you. Theo is not I'm... a canon character as far as I know, so mm. that is no C. 
I knew that and still know it. You need someone like him, and unfortunately, I'm not that person. Kaya nodded in understanding. You don't talk in depth about this op- often. You need to hear it. In another life, I hope I will be better for you. I want nothing more than you to be cherished and sheltered so you no longer feel the need to ice over your heart for protection. You need to be cherished too, Kaya murmured, and loved. You've made sure I am that regardless of us being together or not. For that, I am thankful. Kaya nodded a little, unsure of how to respond for a moment. His face was cupped as he was made to look at the other. Kaya sighed quietly. Morax, I fell in love with you, flaws and all. I wish you hadn't felt the need to change to be with me. I love listening to you ramble about what you know, what you've learned and observed. I enjoy hearing about your days and trips. I just want to be around you and in your life. Morax watched him, his heterochromatic eyes looking into molten core lapis. Then, perhaps not in another life. Perhaps in a bit more time. I will be ready to take that step, came the gentle reply. Do not force yourself for my sake. I am okay waiting until another life. He rested his forehead against the others, closing his eyes. He stayed holding onto the other archon gently, calming down within his hold. They were quiet again, moving from their position. Neither wanted to pull away. One knew this would be their last meeting. The other had an idea. They wanted to cherish these final moments that were passing too quickly and felt far too heavy compared to their normal encounters. It's nearly dawn, Morak said quietly. You need to go, Kaya. May I make a selfish request first? You may. Kiss me just once in this lifetime, please. Kaya was fully prepared to be rejected. He didn't expect a pair of lips to land against his. Kaya nearly cried as he returned the kiss. He cupped the other's face, trying to pour everything he couldn't say into it. His love, his apologies, his guilt, all of it. He wanted the other to know, regardless of what goes down, that hurting him, hurting his love, isn't what he wanted to do. He felt the arms around him hold him tighter, pulling him just a bit closer. They didn't break right away, choosing to end it slowly. When removed, Kaya slowly looked at Morax, tears sliding down his cheeks. This is goodbye, my love, he whispered. Don't call this goodbye. We both know it is, he said quietly. Until the next life. Until the next life. Goodbye. Kaya forced himself to stand, leaving and teleporting himself home. He slumped against his bedroom door, heartbroken cries leaving his frame as he held his chest. That was it. That was their final moment. Fleeting moments that we washed away by the storm that is time. Who knows when and if they will see each other again. The day of the fall of Kynria, Kaya held on to those moments with every fiber he could as he fought the other gods. He looked at those who were fighting alongside him. Makoto and several others were there to support him and his people. They were all fighting, knowing it would most likely end in their demise. Yet it was a risk they were all taking. Slowly, everyone fell. Kaya could feel the chaos around the death of gods, even as the sword went through his own chest. Yet just as he closed his eyes in surrender, choosing to focus on those final fleeting moments as he faced his death. Ooh. Uh, um, I, was, I think, honestly, this might be the first time we've actually gone through, like, a full, like, one shot. Because we always we've, end up cutting it. Yeah, usually. I think we've done it, like, maybe once or twice before, yeah. but it's been a long time. I mean, I, there's, just, there's just a straight up, like, no notes for this one. Like, it, it is, it's the one of the most self-explanatory that yeah. we've done, and we didn't have, like, a bunch of side tangents to ramp I also, about. like, don't know about Genshin. Yeah. And, like... The problem is, like, I'm just, like, yeah, I don't get it. And I'm just, like, I'm fine not getting it. So I don't, like, tend to ask a lot of questions. Right. You just, like, you just ask for pronunciation and you go with it. I'm, like, yeah. But to be fair, that's also because you've tried to get into it and it just wasn't your thing. So It's, yeah. Which is totally valid. Um, but also, um, I was going to say something and I forgot. Never mind. <laughs> that being You're said, um, I definitely am not going to keep reading these. These are sad. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. I was actually trying to get a Marvel one of these to read. <gasps> oh, my um, God. There several. And, you know, it, it's very stucky. Uh, yeah, I'd with, fucking like, sob. I know. You'd but they were all crying. long, and I just did not have the energy to read. Oh, fucking fair. So I wanted a one shot for this because I'm like, I just don't have the energy to, like, read through something um, long. Yeah. But, yeah. So, like I said, I'm not going to keep reading these because angst. I don't like it. Um. I read books to feel good. I read real books to feel sad. So <laughs> I come to fix to fix that sadness. What about you, Liz? Um, I don't think this really ever comes up in whatever I read. So if it's not in a college AU, I'm not fucking reading it. Valid. Basically. Valid. All right. Yeah. 
Um, any notes before we sign off? No. Oh, I remembered one thing I did. Yes. Um, this past week. Oh, okay. Um, I saw Scream Five, and it was really fucking good. Like, really fucking good. If you're a, if you if you like the original Scream movie, all you have to do is like the original Scream movie. You should go and watch this one. It was really fucking good and really amazing, and I loved it. Thank you. I know Gab is like I have no interest. Yeah, in I'm just again. I'm sitting silent for a reason. Yeah, um, uh, please Liz, go see it. Where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok at LazyLayLiz. What about you, Gabs? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok at FlightyTheNerd. Liz, where can we find more about the show? You can find the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Trope Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Trope Podcast. There are Trope's Battle for Dominance. If you need to email us for any reason, like questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, whatever it is for the show, such as um, also Good Maze Runner and Twilight Fix, please email us at tropedominance at gmail.com. Um, please rate, comment, follow, subscribe, whatever it is, wherever you listen to the show. It helps us a lot. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.